0: Welcome to the Keys to Leadership podcast. My name is Shiv and I'm the co-host of this podcast alongside Rashaan. What's better than one podcaster? The answer is two of us. Now, I've hosted the Shiv show for over 3 years now and Rashaan has hosted Inspiring Design podcast for over 2 years. Together, our goal is to bring you interesting topics weekly to help you grow your leadership skills and challenge the status quo. Now buckle up and listen in. Here are the Keys to Leadership.
1: Welcome, guys. Today is, I think, the eighth episode of Work From Home Minutes. And um, today's going to be a bit of a fun one. So it's, it's a bit of a favorite of, um, I think, both Shiv and I to speak about. We're going to be going through public speaking. So that's actually one of, the, um, one of my fun topics um, and something that I really enjoy um, speaking about as well. So um, that's what we're here to do. So I, I think let's, let's get straight into it.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, as you and I discussed before we before we discussed the, the public speaking side of things, we just wanted to take a second and recognize yes. what's going on in the world and, you know, what's happening all around us. And, and that that is racism. And, um, you know, essentially it, what's happening is discrimination amongst many, many colored people um, around the world. And it, it's it's such a hard thing to talk about, but I'm glad I actually spoke about it today at work mm. and. It went really well. It was very well received for such a hard topic. So, you know, we, we recognize what's happening. Um, you know, this is a fight for humanity. So, you know, my call to action, and we'll talk about this one next week because I think we're gonna do a topic about racism, but my call to action today at work was talking about just getting everybody to at least post something and show that they're part of the fight of humanity. And listen, you may not agree, and if you don't, that that's fine, but this is not just a fight for the colored. This is a fight for humans. I mean, there, we, we're, there's one race on this planet, and that's that's the human race. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll definitely go into uh, into more detail next week. But yeah, definitely a hard topic to cover. And you know, we we definitely wanted more time to think about it. I think a couple of days when I called you yesterday, it was just too it was too much. It was too quick. Yeah. And we need to make sure that our messaging is, is correct on this. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think that'll. Probably our topic for next Absolutely. week. Absolutely.
1: And I think, look, what, I'm not sure, I've never asked you this question, but I've definitely had my different um, experiences of racism. Sometimes, obviously, nothing like someone standing on my neck, but um, it, it's still a different form. But um, it's it's something that you see regardless of which race you are. I've, I've had I've, you know circumstances where there's actually Caucasian people who've gone through racism. So it's actually, you're spot on with, with that about the fact that it is about hum- humanity, not about just... One particular race, or black people, or white people—it's actually everyone. So um, yeah, Absolutely. let's get it. Let's get into it next week, man. Thanks so much for yeah. people joining in. Good, good on you guys. I think that's Ronnie just joining as well. Um, so yeah, and just just to add, Rash- I—I'll—I'll
0: I'll just quickly—I uh, shared this this morning on mm-hmm. the uh, on the chat at work. But you know, one of my one of my quick racial encounters was being called, you know, Osama bin Laden being beat up for it when I was you know twelve, thirteen years old walking home. Being told that I was going to get my legs broken if I ever passed there again, um, being told that my family was going to get hurt, you know, if I ever walked past it, and, and these are things that we actually went through in in Toronto, and and that's nothing compared to what these these mm. guys are going through in the U.S. And mm. you know, I, from my perspective, and I thought about it from a from a child's perspective that turns on the TV, from a, from a black child that turns on the TV, for example, mm. um, you know, they they have to kind of go through life at the moment thinking that. Being black is wrong. And, and I think that we all need to work together to, to show them that it's not right. The world needs to work together to show them that there's no mm. color that's superior to the other we're, we're all human. So anyway, let's let's get into that next week. But um, you are the you are the public speaking champion. Oh, you, literally just got a, uh, <laughs> you just got off a public speaking gig. So why don't you kick off the the subject and, and tell everybody why we why we chose this subject in the first place
1: yeah so we chose this subject because i think both of us have gone through our ups and downs and, and the beautiful part you know i'm going to start off with i think the main takeaway which is actually it's a learn skill it's 100 percent learn and um we'll go into why and how and as we go through the through today but um that's that's the reason and we actually had a lot of people um request this as well um so we figured, you know, why not? There's a, we've, we'll share the journey through and the learnings through what we've gone through. And uh, I've, I think the biggest audience that I've spoken in front of is, is just under 700 people because that was in a, in a lecture uh, theater um, at a uni event. So that was, that was mm-hmm. the extent. Um, but there's been multiple around the five, dollars $600 uh, that people, people mark. But I think the main I actually want to be in front of a stage of like a stadium one day, and, and you know speaking in front of fifty thousand people, if it's possible. I actually want to look forward to that, and, and kind. Um, but who knows? I may get the opportunity. I may not. But um, but I don't t- think you're far off from that, man. To be honest, oh. I don't think you're far off from that at <laughs> all. But I
0: think the beautiful part is doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the beautiful part is, I think the fact when it comes to speak, public speaking, it's actually even if you're speaking to two people in a closed meeting room. That's still public speaking, in my opinion, because you're communicating. At the end of the day, it's communication. Whether you're talking in front of a thousand people or two people, I think the approach is literally the same. So um, anyway, so that's why we're here, man. And we've got a question. We need more male white leaders to understand the issue of (laughs) discrimination. Okay, that's the racism part. Not just reading, watching. Absolutely, man. Spot on. Spot on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And And Ronnie, we'll go into that next because I think we're going to dig on racism and, and we definitely want everyone to join. Mm. But if you do have any, any um, ideas, please put it in the chat room we'll save it for next week yeah. um, or, or at the very end of the chat. But listen, you know, public speaking, I love what you just said. I think whether it's two people or 200 people, that public speaking, public speaking is all about branding at the end of the day. So you need to be able to go and, and and create a good brand for yourself, whether you're speaking to your manager or speaking to your coworker. Mm. Or speaking to someone who's just entered into their career, yep. public speaking is 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 branding um, and creating a brand. But you know, with, with public speaking, it, it is probably one of the scariest things to do. It's like walking into an interview. An mm. interview is public speaking. Yep. you are you are the center of attention, and I think public speaking is really whenever you're the center of attention. Yeah, um, you know, it could be an interview. It could be you know one on one. It could be. One on two thousand or twenty thousand, like Rashawn will probably present to in in a few weeks anyway. Um, it it is it is super scary, and to be honest, you know, I've I've done quite a few public speaking gigs. Probably not as much as you, but you know, I get super nervous every single time mm-hmm. I'm about to uh, I'm about to speak. And you know, I think what's helped me in the past is just practice. And I, I shared a story with you. Uh, it would have been two or three weeks ago, where and I have a piece of paper. I got this ready for today. But um, essentially when, you know, I was, I was given a speech once where I was told to give a speech, I literally had the piece of paper and it was, it was doing this the entire time <laughs> like while I was, and I couldn't hold it still. And I remember all the judges were, and it was for a, for a university case competition yeah. and the judges were kind of standing there and I'm like, uh, and that, that was my, you know, that was my time where I'm like, shit, I need to snap out of this. Let's, let's get to practicing. But, um. Anyway, yeah, I would love to hear about, you know, the steps that you go
1: through in your head before you
0: do a public speaking gig.
1: Yeah, well, this is a funny thing, right? Like, um, it, it was the same. I hate reading from a script or, or a page. And um, I think every single time I've done it, one of the most memorable, horrible last times that I read off a piece of paper was um, at was year 12. When I was in year 12, the, the awards night. So parents, teachers, students, everyone was there. and. Um, yeah. I had to read off the script and I hated that because you can't, you can't connect with the audience. And I lost the line of what I was reading because I was reading through it and I accidentally, if you're the school captain, you've got to present the actual image that the school represents to the school, right? To everyone. Mm -hmm. And um, I went, I was reading about it and then lost where I was. And then just in the microphone in front of everyone, parents, two teachers, everyone. I just went, Oh shit. Just, out loud. I think that's the first time that one of the school <laughs> captains have ever st- ever sworn. But the beautiful part was it actually broke the ice. Everyone laughed. Everyone, you know, knew it was a genuine mistake. But um, it didn't piss off too many people. But at that, point, I, at that moment, I realized that I need to. You need to know the subject content. So one of my hundred yep. percent tips is you gotta to, to be comfortable. You gotta understand what you're saying. So if you understand what you're saying, then you don't need to follow a script. You actually can yeah. then talk freely like we're doing right now, right? They, you know, we don't have a script for this. We don't know what the heck's going to come in the next 30 seconds, but we're just talking yeah. freely. And, um, and I think that level of genuinity um, and authenticity then comes through. Um, and naturally you, 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 you can then engage with your audience.
0: Absolutely. And, you know,
1: I think that's bang on.
0: An authentic speaker is always easy to tell you know when you see someone speaking you always you can tell if they're being authentic or you can tell if they're they're reading off the script or the teleprompt and to be honest i connect with a lot of authentic speakers because you know it's coming from somewhere and listen we all have notes i think we all have notes and that's important and i think that i i like to you know even for today i have a couple jot notes of things that i want to think about but that comes with preparation yeah that comes with being being having the ability to prepare for what you're going to talk about. I mean, you know, this is a bit different because when we started this, we didn't want any script. We just said, listen, let's yeah. jump on live. We've never done it before, let's try it out. And it's, it's been nine weeks and we're both loving it. So, you know, I think, I think that's, uh, that's one sort of, that's one side of public speaking, mm. but the other side is, you know, the preparation that, that needs to be had before mm. you step on stage and you speak to someone.
1: Yeah. And you know, the funny thing, the guy that just came on, Mike Ross, I was there with him, I think it was just middle of last year where we did a video shoot with him. It's the first time he was in front of a camera. Now, obviously, people think if you're not, if, you're not, if there's no audience, that's not public speaking. Actually, if you're talking to a camera, that is public speaking because that video will be played to many, many people. Now, Mike, Mike was so scared and self-conscious and whatever. Just the other day, I think just last, this weekend, he was like, oh, man, I'm so comfortable now. And he's teaching his business partner how to actually speak on camera more comfortably. So, he, it's yeah. literally, There you go. He's a movie star. Now. <laughs> there you that, go. Hollywood it. man. That's it. Nice. Exactly right. So actually one of the, one of the things that I jotted down to um, share today was, you know, he, I put out that poll that said, you know, is public speaking a fear of yours? And we had just over hundred and uh, just under 150 people uh, vote and, 89% said yes, it was a public. It was one of their fears. And then 11%, including yourself, voted... Sorry, you said it was actually a fear of yours because you're still, hmm. you still have your message. But 11% said no. And when you look at the profile of those people, they're guys who've been doing it a lot. So it's interesting that the fear of public speaking is actually one of the top fears in the world. It's literally in yep. the top ten over and over again. However we're only born with inherent one fear. And mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know what that fear is, it's actually the fear of falling backwards, right? So if that's our only fear, then somewhere along in our life, we learned how to be afraid of public speaking. Somewhere someone said something, someone made fun of you, maybe you were uncomfortable with the closure, something happened and it just reinforced that mindset over and over again. So the beautiful part is, if you learn how to be fearful, you can then unlearn how to not be fearful or make it work. So there you go, lecture room for design presentation in uni used to be my biggest fear. And you know what? Oh I know gosh. exactly <laughs> what that feels like. You know, you're, you're, yeah. It's made to drill you down and literally tear your self-esteem down, because that's architecture, right? But that's not, that's not what it is. It's, that's, it's that one person's opinion.
0: <laughs> I, remember, I remember once in, we had a class and it was the fourth year. It was right before we graduated. And there was this one lady in our class that would call you out on absolutely anything. If you went, <clears throat> she would comment and say, actually, you know, you went <clears throat> during the presentation. It was, I didn't feel it. And we were all like, yeah. oh. And I remember my presentation was the only presentation in class. She didn't say anything. And I, I took that as like, you know, what, I'm just going to walk out of university right now. I've graduated. Mm-hmm. like This is it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that the preparation and a, a few people have said it before and Ronnie, Ronnie mentioned structure. And I think that structure is really good, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my thing is I do everything in threes. And I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. I try to leave three things. Even on the posts I do on, on social media, three things because three is easy. So when I present, I try to have three different areas that I talk about. Mm-hmm. So you have your Introduction. You structure it to three different points, you conclude and you, can, and you bring it back to the three different points and then you're done. And I think the structure side of things is very important. But mm-hmm. uh, my question to you, Ashan is, are there, is there anyone out there that you follow that you would, you would love to speak like? And do you, uh, do you hop on YouTube? Do you watch anybody speak? You know, what's your process there?
1: Yeah, oh, look, I've, I've studied a lot of people that, um, that I think do public speaking quite well, But they all, but the beautiful part is, they all have their own style. And so my goal is never to copy someone else because you can't, because then you're actually not. Um, <laughs> um, so, sorry, I was laughing at Mike's comment. But that's the thing. it's it, You can't actually emulate someone else's um, personality when they're speaking or, or how they're doing it. It's more you can learn from them and, and take what works for them. So the guys that I follow, um, you know, I love the way Gary V talks, but not his swearing right? His swearing works for that context that he's in, but it's not something that I would take on board. The thing that I really enjoy with Gary is he literally doesn't care a single bit about what anyone else thinks. And he's so genuine with that. It just comes through so powerful. So literally doesn't care about how his hair looks or what he's wearing or what he says. If they take it, they take it. If they don't, they don't. He, he literally moves on with his life. So, i think that i love um with gary and another person is obviously tony robbins is one of the best speakers in the world because of how he i think goes back to structuring right so he structures things so well and you can just follow things to learn so he's really good with knowledge transferring and i think that's Mm -hmm. that's the biggest takeaway from that one and the and the third person that i would recommend is um i forget his name now so well, there's a couple of different ones that can, I think, take number three. One, one is obviously, I think, mean, Will Smith, the way he talks. Um, doesn't matter when he's talking in an interview mm-hmm. or in a movie, he just has that presence about it. And one of the things he said was, You learn how to pronounce words. You literally need to think about it and enunciate. And him and the only other person is Eric Thomas. So, it's just so powerful when you hear those people speak, and mm-hmm. the beautiful part is you listen to them when they first started. They don't sound anything like it, so it's hundred percent an ongoing like learning it. process. Yeah, yeah. Funny you mentioned so
0: some of the people I follow is uh, Tony Robbins, Obama, mm. um, Gandhi's had some really good speeches. Uh, Martin yes. Luther King Jr., yep. Robin Sharma, and I love the way Robin Sharma speaks. He's very, he's very. You know, he uses his hands and he uses his entire body tim ferris is someone you like you just mentioned so tim ferris if you look at some of the first speeches that he did even the first few podcasts he's not a good speaker he's not no. a great speaker at all but that that is a skill that you learn right and that's a fear that you drop and over the years tim ferris is probably one of the best speakers out there and yeah. i just love to see that journey and you hear it in the podcast which is uh which is good but you know one of the things that i wanted to chat about was anxiety because mm-hmm. anxiety obviously kicks in with with many people and actually there's a term it's uh glossophobia which Mm -hmm. is the fear of public speaking and i didn't actually know how common it was until i looked it up today but they they reckon you know over half the world half the people in the world have this thing right Mm -hmm. and there are ways to
1: cut it down
0: but have you heard of that term before
1: absolutely well whenever i run public speaking workshops it's something that we cover Mm -hmm. at the start and um and you, you you need to and the beautiful part is yeah. that it literally by the end of two hours, the kids who are literally are afraid of speaking or think that they're afraid can, can come up the front of 20 people and just speak comfortably. So there is an actual science behind it. There's a formula behind it. And, and it's, it's surprising that it's one of the most um, you know, sought after fears. <laughs> Well, you know, funny enough, so
0: here are some symptoms, right? If you're a nervous speaker and if anyone listening and you're a nervous speaker, these are probably some that you feel because I definitely feel some of these sometimes. So shaking, upset stomach, um, need to pee, uh, pounding heart, shortness yeah. of breath. You know, yeah. there there are times where I've felt these things, especially the shortness of breath. I felt those, you know, so crazy and even the pounding of the heart. But funny enough, they say those are the same symptoms that you have when you have an adrenaline rush Um, and they call it the fight or flight response so when you have an adrenaline rush you have to either you have to make a quick decision Mm. it's kind of like public speaking as well you know when you have all these symptoms uh you're having an adrenaline rush so are you going to actually do something about it or are you going to run away you're going to fly away so i think that's really important Uh, yes to all those (laughs) we're working on it you know it's funny because she she thinks she's actually she thinks she's a bad public speaker but every single time that she presents Mm. um, I get messages from her friends and people and her coworkers saying how how great of a job she's done Mm. and and everything so this is is all in her head this is all in your head we're going to keep working on this so is everyone Um, that's the
1: beautiful that's the thing (laughs) yeah
0: that's that's it we all think we're really bad like the kids you just mentioned getting up getting up in front of uh, the class These are probably the kids that were super scared of of saying anything, and then all of a sudden they're presenting in front of 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So there are ways to get around the anxiety piece. Medication is one, but Mm. um, they reckon the majority of that's a placebo. Mm. So it's actually not doing anything. Therapy and speech programs. Mm. And the third one is preparation. Absolute preparation. And, and, you know, there's six things under preparation. I'll read them out. So so number one is something that I love to do. Number one and two is actually, is pick a topic that interests you. Mm -hmm. You need to be interested in a topic and that leads to number two, which is pick a topic that you are passionate about. And I think you and I, the reason why we're doing these work from home minutes is we are are always choosing a topic that we're passionate about. So we know that we can come up here and speak about it. It's fine. This is what we do. But we're passionate about these topics, which means that we know what we're gonna wanna say. if you are presenting, and then I do wanna hear your thoughts on this one, if you're presenting in person, get familiar with the stage and get familiar with the soundings. Have you done that before?
1: And how important do you think that is? It's funny because I actually didn't know the importance of it until I started to actually study and learn from one of my mentors who took me through some steps. There's actually a staging mm-hmm. process where you would, so everyone, just to, just to give you an understanding, everyone reads left to right. It's the same thing when we visually see someone and and you go watch guys like Tony Robbins the next time you hear them speak or watch them on stage, they're literally keep telling, they stage their presence and they're literally taking you left to right. So every single time they're talking about their past, they're on the left-hand side of the stage, which is your right, the speaker's right. And then they're on the right-hand side when they're telling you about what's to come, the future, you know, what we're going to take you through or um, what, what they're going to showcase in the future or day two. And whenever they, he's talking about something that you need to learn right now where he wants you to connect with you, they're in the middle. And whenever you sell, they're in the middle, but forward middle. Right, so literally, there's a staging process, but it's inverse to what the speaker sees. So you actually need to gain practice of doing this. So 100%, it's something I do right now. You got to know your staging environment. It helps you take mm-hmm. it to that next level. I
0: love that, uh, Ben Blaschka, one of one of the best sales guys out there. Um, you know, some of the symptoms that he gets: sweaty palms. He said you're a far better critic of yourself than others are of you, and I think that's that's the damn truth right there. You know, we always, we're always quick to judge ourselves. Yeah. Uh, present to your audience as if it is a concert. It is a performance. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. You know, take them on a journey. And um, yeah, I agree. I think if you are presenting and you do have time to prep, this is your chance to take everybody on a journey. This is yeah. your chance to share your story and share yeah. who you're about. Yeah. So I, I definitely love that. So number three was get familiar if you're presenting on stage. And I love what you just mentioned. I think mm-hmm. where you're situated when you're speaking is very important. And that's something that I probably need to work on as well, Um, which is, which is great. Number four, we talked about this earlier is don't script. And if (laughs) if you're already an anxious speaker and you're trying to stick to a script, you're going to forget that script and you're just going to start blabbering. This has happened to me a lot. So try not to stick to a script, Mm -hmm. try to have jot notes with preparation. You're going to obviously, you know, flow and, Try to do everything in threes because it's just so much easier. Mm. And, and you know, as Ronnie mentioned before, if, if you're called up to do an impromptu speech, think of that, think of that three-term structure. Mm. Um, number five is develop a routine. And number six, pretty easy, just learn to accept that there is some anxiety. This is a normal process. I think that, Rashford, when you speak, you, you get maybe you know, a bit fearful, a bit anxious, but you snap
1: out of it very quickly because this is what you do. There's a process behind conditioning yourself. And it, it you know it's it's something that I've developed what works for me, and it's not going to work for other people because you know it's they're not me and same similarly, what works for you won't work for them as well because they're not you so I think mm-hmm. um it, it's you've got to trial and error these things to see what works. I used to get pumped up I used to you know listen to my gym playlist before I go on and do a workshop or a talk, and I found that it pissed me off more, and it put me on a point of actually like. Let's bring on anything, and was it was it was like your heart pounding. So you're not relaxed, right? So then you're you've got a little yeah. bit of a light sweat going on. So people even think that you're you're not there. You're in a rush. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think that wasn't that wasn't helpful. And then so what I actually do is as simple as taking ten minutes before I go on, whether that's the workshop, whether that's anything else, to square breathe, and it just puts you at a point of almost centered. It gives me a chance to center myself. That's literally all I do. And there's a there's a playlist of more upbeat but not pumping music that I listen to. And it just puts mm-hmm. you in a very happy mood. You, you know the content. You know what exactly is going to happen. And if you've just got some bad news just before you went on, hey, it doesn't really matter because you've just brought yourself to where you need to be. And yep. we'll yeah, I love that. And I think that the breathing
0: technique is really important. And, and what I do is I take You know, I take eight very deep breaths, four seconds in, four seconds out. Yeah. And I do that every single, I did that before this call. I did that before my presentation today. I just do them all the time when we're ready to go. And it just makes me kind of calm down because, you know, people look at speakers as robots. I used to look at speakers as robots, Um, but they're just regular human beings that are up on stage. So they're they're super nervous as well. So for me, take a deep breath, take a couple deep breaths and then go and uh, go and kick some ass on stage.
1: I think uh, just just on the uh, breathing thing. If you're gonna try it, don't try it like I did for the very first couple of times. Um, You get lightheaded, and it doesn't help because if you you're you're breathing too hard. How do you do it? Just Tony, I started. I started to actually go. I'm like, wait a minute! I'm actually making my own anxiety worse, not not actually helping. (laughs) (laughs) So just be mindful of that, guys. uh, If you're trying that.
0: You know, there's one thing that I do want to mention about public speaking, and this was really good advice to me given, given by uh, you know, uh, one, of my, one of my mentors. Um, now, when it comes to public speaking, a lot of times when you get up on stage, the only thing you're thinking about is failing, right? You're thinking about failure and you're thinking about, oh my gosh, what if I screw this shit up right now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess up. Mm. It is very awkward, and this is, what, this is what my mentor told me, and I think about this every single time I speak, It is awkward for, it's more awkward for the people sitting in the audience to, to watch somebody fail on stage and (laughs) it gets them very uncomfortable. So, you know, if you're sitting, if you're on stage and you're kind of messing up and you're sitting in the audience, Rashawn, you're going to be very uncomfortable because you're going to say, oh, you know, Shiv's kind of screwing up. And a minute later, oh no, (laughs) you know, this guy should probably get up on stage. And then the third time you're not even listening. You're like, oh, you know, like, I just want this to be over with. So mm-hmm. everybody in the audience is actually rooting for you. And yeah. when I think of it like that, when I think of everybody in the audience wants me to go in there and kick some ass, mm-hmm. it change that mindset shift and and you know, makes me a better speaker cuz now I'm like, well, no one wants me to fail. And that's
1: and, the energy you know, here of here I am thinking. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And here I am thinking that everybody, you know, everybody wants me to fail. But as soon as you change that mindset shift, you can't you're not going to fail.
1: 100%. And we had a question saying, how do you talk about a topic you're not very knowledgeable about if you don't have the time to prepare? Honestly, That's a hard one. <laughs> it's,
0: That's a
1: my, one. My first response that came to my head was the fact that you got to make time because um, a couple of the very first seminar conference that I did, I didn't have time because I had to travel. Um, I was staying in a um, place, writing other things, preparing for uh, parts of the conference. It just didn't have time. But honestly... I had to make time. So ended up practicing as much as possible. The biggest tip that I find when it comes to the part of, if you're not too knowledgeable about it, is learn the th- first one minute like a, like off the back of your mind so you can literally parrot it back without talking. And if you know that and the end, then you've broken the ice and then you can string along the other stuff in between and then at the end of it, you can close the way you plan to do. So learn, if you don't have time, I reckon, memorize the start and the end.
0: That's, that's good advice. I like that.
1: Otherwise it just hasn't worked
0: for me. (laughs) Okay. So let me, I'll tell you this. You're talking to a guy who has been caught bullshitting many times in his life. Um, (laughs) Listen, you know, that's great advice. You know, try to find some time. And I highly doubt That you'll ever be put in that situation when you have no time at all. And if you are, the easiest thing to do is, to to be honest, is admit that you don't know, right? And I think that gives you you power right right up front. And again, you're talking to a guy who would never admit that before. But now if I don't know something and I say I don't know, I have all the power. Mm. So maybe I can't talk to you about that topic, but I can talk to you about certain things I know around that topic and then get you the information after and then introduce you to the right people that I know they're talking about. So I think that, if you admit that you don't know, it actually gives you a lot more power back. Yep. And then you can talk about things around it.
1: Well, this is the thing. Like, imagine the very first, I don't know what your experience was like, but the very first conference that I literally just mentioned, never spoken in a conference, never, never, had, an, never had that size of an audience before in that target demographic you're about to go talk to a bunch of people you never talked about. The first 30 seconds, I mentioned this last week, was – this guy who put his hand up, I hadn't even put said my name, and he put his hand up mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, well, hey, man, why should we sit here listening to you? And I'm like, cool. So he literally hasn't said my name, you know, heard the topic, he's let, read the conference program, but his logic was, hey, okay, well, this guy looks like he's 15 if he shaves. So why should we sit here listening to you? Because he's an older mm-hmm. guy. And And you know what? The first thing that went through my head there was an immediate right, um, um, rise in my heart rate because I'm like, wow, that's the problem. It, you know, this is going bad. But then literally half a second later, it was like, hey, this is a thousand times better than a dead audience. But let's have some fun yeah. with it. It was don't—it was that mindset shift that went, oh, hey, all right, let's deal with this. So I kept kind of niggling at him through the whole process, but um, which was kind of fun. But at the end of the day, he, he left. But... Everyone else actually had a good time. So I think, I think but, that's the hard that's the way you and can't that, let the opinion of one person you know, w- worry and ruin your whole thing.
0: And that's great. And,
1: and now when you look back at that experience, you've learned so
0: much from it. Right? Definitely. That's, that's the great experience to go through. We, you know, our topic last week was haters. You're going to be hated on. Next <laughs> year if you're up on stage speaking in front of 500 people, yep. 500 people are not going to like you. You're going to be hated on, but you just have to deal with it. You're up on stage for a reason. You have stuff to to, to educate people with, right? That's, that's the reason why you've asked to speak. Yeah. Well, you've been asked to speak. So, you know, always know that you're not going to be liked by everybody, but you, you possess some sort of knowledge that people need to hear. And maybe it's not 500 people. Maybe it's 250. Yeah. But you're <laughs> up on stage. All right? So, yeah, that's, that's the deal. Um, you know, I want to I wanna hear about some of the uh, – the Instagram replies that you got back?
1: Yep. Um, there was the, one of the, actually, Mike Ross, the guy who came in, his biggest fear was that um, he would forget his pants. And um, you know what? If you, common fear. Yeah, it's a very common one. And I feel like, you know, that's, if you, if you have those kinds of concerns, you really don't have a fear of public speaking. You know, it's the fear of something else. But uh, one of the things is, you know, it's, it's how do you care? The biggest fear is how do you um, not worry about what other people are going to say, especially if they're perceived as, you know, better than you. Let's say, for example, your you're, you're graduate presenting to the board, uh, board of directors or the management team, you know, that's, that's mm-hmm. scary. How do you then take control of that situation? And um, so there was a couple of stupid comments as well. Uh, no point in going to those. But that, that one about, you know, the perception of the high and the low was really interesting and um, I was thinking that one of the best ways to tackle that would be, again, it doesn't matter who you are speaking with, you're adding value to them. And so even if they're above you, that's fine. You're adding value to those people. If, they're, if you're perceiving that they're below you, great. You're adding value to them. So all of a sudden it equalizes everyone on that playing field and you can do what, you, what you're there to talk about.
0: That's good, that's good. I put out a question on the weekend. All I put out is public speaking, dot, dot, dot. And I let people, you know, put an answer in. And so I got a lot of, I got, actually this one made me laugh. The first one I got was, hell no. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of people have that fear. And, and, you know, arguably a couple of years ago that would have been me. Uh, some people said they have no fear. And, you know, some, the people that said that are usually the speakers that are on my, on my, on my network, which is, which yeah. is great. Um, Practice makes perfect. And that's very true. I love that attitude, practice makes perfect. Um, people said that they love connecting with their audience, which is really mm-hmm. nice. And you know, from, from one speaker to another, when people are actually understanding what you're saying and nodding along, and you know, that, that, that's actually a really good feeling. When, they're, yes. when you feel that connection, that's a really good feeling. Um, some people said that they're scared to make a mistake, it goes mm. back to that fear of failure. And then some people said they're scared of being judged. And we talked about that. I talked about the fear of being judged, I think every single week for the past nine weeks mm. on, on every single week, every single live that we've done, that fear of being judged is always gonna be there. You're gonna mm. be judged no matter what you do. So don't let it stop you from getting in front of 10 people. That's it,
1: that's it, man. And I think that thing of engaging an audience, one of the things that I learned the hard way was, you know, it's, it's everyone's nightmare to say something and then hear crickets in the background. You know, that's literally just demoralizing and, and almost deafening, right? But the way that I've countered that is you don't need to fill every second with, with your words and not ignore the silence So make the silence actually work for you. So one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, people, the majority of the people are afraid of public speaking. So therefore, when they're in an audience... And you put a question to them or you put some sort of an engagement thing or call to action. They're afraid because of their fear of public speaking, because there's a lot of people around it, even though they're part of the audience. So one of the ways that I've found was you've got to literally pull triggers. You've got to give them twice and three times. And, and sometimes I refuse to move on until I get some sort of an interaction. And I tell them that. And you know what? It makes them laugh. You, you're not telling it in an arrogant way or, or to scare people. It's literally inviting them on. And eventually people get comfortable, people talk, people then, and you make those people who take that first initiative feel like gods and, and they're the leaders. Everyone else will follow them. And then you know what, half an hour later, more people's hands go up and they say more things. And you know what, that's great. And you made that happen. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. And, and all of a sudden they're a public speaker. Exactly,
0: exactly. Which is, which is beautiful. Now, b- before we go, um, you know, I, I, what are some tips that you have for people that are you know, just on the, in the cusp of wanting to, wanting to do some public speaking, whether it's at work or volunteering or whatnot, or, or even doing live videos like us? What are some tips
1: that you have for people that are, uh, that are looking to start that? Just do it, just start and mess up and then ask yourself why you messed up and what made you mess up. I think that's literally the best feedback. And, um, and ask, you know, if you, if you're the analytical type, I think go and ask the audience members, you know, what they learned, how, how did that come through? Was I clear? One of the biggest feedback points that I got was, you know, you're, especially on recordings, you're speaking too fast. And that was good feedback because it worked in one-on-one situations or in, in persons. But then when you're hearing a recording, Mm -hmm. it's too fast for people to actually comprehend. So I had to consciously slow down and pronounce words. And then this is what then what Will Smith said, join dots almost, and then you go, oh, that's what he meant. And if if you watch his videos on YouTube, where he's just talking to a selfie camera, he literally emphasizes the key words and talks it through like this. So you walk away feeling like, I get exactly what this man's talking about. And and I think it's that. It's literally getting that feedback is so important to self-study. So start right now, talk in front of the family, talk in front of the mirror, talk in front mm-hmm. of your dog, you know. Dog's not gonna yeah. dog's always gonna love you, right? So yeah. <laughs> don't start with a cat because they're not gonna give you the response that you need to boost That's those true self-esteem. <laughs> but um and I think lastly is Practice, practice, practice. Because if you look at Steve Jobs, he's one of the best public speakers that ever existed. He literally talks and preps and memorizes exactly what he's going to do, even right up until his last keynote. And he designs it to fit his purpose. So you you need to prepare. Unfortunately, there's no way around it. And if you prepare, you're going to feel confident. And if you're feeling confident, you're going to be a better public speaker. Yep, yep. And that reminds me of something that
0: I read today by, by your buddy, Jocko, Jocko Willick. He, he mentioned prepare, prepare, prepare. Yeah. And when you think you're finished preparing, prepare yourself. yeah. Right, and, and I think that's so true. And you know, there's no speakers out there that are just gonna go, very rare. I mean, if you're Tony Robbins level, then yeah, I'm sure after, yeah. you know, 40 years of being up on stage, it's gonna be normal. But remember that, and okay, I'll say this, the first 10 times that you go up there and you speak publicly, you're going to suck. It's not oh, going to yeah. be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. The first a hundred times you're going to make mistakes. We still make mistakes today. That's going yeah. to be, we're only human. We're not robots. So, you know, understand that mistakes are fine. Another tip that I was given was, you know, don't look at people in the eyes, which kind of helped me a long time ago, but look at their foreheads. Um, okay. So I, I sometimes do that, especially when you're speaking to a large crowd, because, you know, you're kind of looking, you're kind of looking at everybody, right. And no one can yeah. tell, but Obviously, if it's on one-on-one, don't, don't just stare at their hairline. It's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And, and you know, I think what you mentioned about Will Smith, the, and this is something that I would love to work on, is the emphasis on words and the emphasis on, on the pauses. And I think the pauses are really important. And the volume of your voice is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, I will say one more thing. Record yourself if you think that you are – no, I didn't. She's awesome. lying. She's lying. She's just trying to.
1: Well, look. I think that shows that he was nervous, right? <laughs> yeah, I was super nervous.
0: Uh, yeah, I was super nervous when he went on our first date. I did not just Look at her forehead. But anyway, um, you know, I will say this. So, record uh, yeah. yourself because it, it it could be the it could be the difference of talking like this, or it could be the difference of talking like this, uh, or it can be the difference of just having a normal voice, right? So, yeah. you know, I went through. We're both podcasters. I went through that with my first podcast, me being super monotone. Yeah. And then me listening, oh, my God, I'm monotone. And then yeah. being, the second one being super sing-songy. I was singing, singing a song throughout the whole entire time. And I think you got to play with both. And I think that the emphasis on words is really important. I think that the volume control is really important. But these are things you get better at as you go. Yeah,
1: 100%. 100%. No. Just try, and that's the thing. You know, both like you literally have to find your own method. That's the core principle, I think, with with this. And therefore, you're not going to try and copy. You can't be a Tony Robbins overnight. You can't be mm-hmm. like Michael Croslin, Actually, I should I should have mentioned him. His his speech that I first heard. He was making five thousand people cry, at the, and reach for their tissues. And then thirty seconds later was so happy on their feet, cheering him on. He he takes people on a journey and, and I asked him, how the hell did you do that? Like, what, what was the formula behind it? And his words were made. I, I was speaking out of my heart and I know what I'm gonna Passion. say. So I'm yeah. like, cool. So you have a script that you memorized, you prepared, you had a structure and you care about it. You're speaking about something that you love and mm-hmm. you don't care what anyone else is thinking. So therefore people connect. So.
0: It's passion and we spoke about this before. If you're passionate about what you're speaking about, you, 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 you no one can beat you. That's what That's I'm trying it. to say. That's if it. you're passionate about what you're speaking about, you know your, you know your content you know, through thick and thin. You know what you're gonna be talking about. Yeah. You, can, you can tailor that content for the audience. And I think that passion is so important to, to know what you actually wanna talk about. And passion is so important when you're trying to tell a story. I've uh, been on Facebook sorry man sorry. You, you Ben on Facebook said it's a concert use time and space as weapons use the environment yep. and understand the psychology of how people listen and absorb information and I think exactly. that's very important yep. people, people a little bit differently some people absorb it in, in large groups some people absorb it one on one but when you're public speaking sometimes you don't have the you know, those options of, of you know, getting people to learn the way they like it so you kind of have to make people think that you are speaking to them one on one when you're actually mm. speaking to 500 people, That's and it. again, you can do that by using by changing the volume of the voice. That's it.
1: Yeah. One of the things, sorry, I wanted to say was um, with your eye contact thing. It actually it, it, this is a perfect you know example. The fact that you know two different speakers, but we still have our own different um, I think approach. I have to make eye contact, so I literally search for the eyes and make sure that yeah. they're connected with me because. For me, if I'm looking at someone's eyes and actually speaking with them again, if it's a boardroom meeting or if it's 500 people, same approach, I look for and scan for the eyes. And sometimes I, I don't know if this is creepy for them, but I I'll wait for them to actually look me and connect me, connect with me in my eyes and not in a weird romantic way. It's literally yep, human to human. <laughs> <laughs> and you're there, right? And uh, yeah. what I, the reason for that was actually because if you do that, they're listening to you, and therefore the, you're your, you you do not need to go out of your way to you know do a song and dance. They're literally there listening to you. So I think um, that's it's interesting that two different approaches, but that's the, that's exactly the point. You know, we found that through our own practices.
0: Mm. No, definitely, definitely, uh, Rashan I know it's getting late, yes. but uh, you know, give, us your, give us your final
1: thoughts here. Public speaking is awesome. It can be a lot of fun and make it fun. Therefore, it's not a fear. So just go and do it. And I used to dread it. And then all of a sudden loved it. And then I started mm-hmm. to hate it again because of upset school. And then now I love it again. And it was consciously rebuilt to make it um, a lovable thing. So go and do it.
0: I love that. I love that. Mine's very similar. Um, you know, two things for me. So public speaking, you just need to jump and you need to try and you need to do it. It's like, you know, you're not going to become a cook by watching Jamie Oliver. I know Ronnie, if he's still on here, he thinks he's a cook cause he watches a lot of Jamie Oliver, but you're not going to be, you're not going to be a cook by watching Jamie Oliver. You're going to be a cook by actually trying these things and doing these things. So, you know, if you want to be a public speaker, you need to actually try You need to go in front of the mirror, like Rashawn mentioned before and give it a shot. You need to go to your loved one and present on any topic. But practice makes perfect. You now Joshua said, prepare, prepare, prepare. And when you think you're done, prepare even more. Um, now, my second piece is something for next week. And you know, a quote I shared uh, earlier, earlier today on a post and when I made my uh, presentation at work is a, a quote by Martin Luther King Jr. And he said, the time is always right to do something right. Mm-hmm. And this has to do with, again, the, the racism that we're seeing around the world. So please you know, do your research, um, you know, think of think of what other people are going through in the world. And bring your thoughts and ideas to our our chat next week Because next week, we're going to be chatting about racism. As you mentioned, a very, very uncomfortable topic, a topic that a lot of people shy away from, but a topic that we need to shine a light on.
1: Absolutely. man. sounds good.
0: Awesome. Well, as always, man, good chat. And to everyone who has joined, thank you very much. Uh, Looking forward to seeing you next week. That's it, guys. Have a good
1: one. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.